What's up, y'all? Yash here. Have you been looking for a boost without the crash? Introducing Boost Caffeine Free, our natural formula includes ingredients like green tea to give you the energy to power throughout your entire day. The best part? It's caffeine free, so you can enjoy it any time of the day without disrupting your sleep. Say goodbye to jitters and crashes, and hello sustained energy with Boost Caffeine Free. Available now at mswnutrition.com. Use code HDYHBOOST to get 10% off. All right, guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We are here today with Graham Washalition. That's good. And he is the founder of Tennyson, which is an alcoholic brand. I actually don't remember how we ran into you, but I was really excited about having a non-alcoholic brand because people kept saying, hey, do you already have this type of alcohol or that alcohol or this type of alcohol? And we've always made it a point where it's like we're not having alcohol at our festival because like that's like an easy out. Also, even from like a business standpoint, it's like, well, we'll just get a bunch of alcohol sponsors, but then it doesn't lead to anything else. It's just a bunch of money and money's great, but it's not the best thing, right? Right. <laughs> of course, we got Nurse Doze and I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, but let's get started. Graham, can you give the listeners a little bit about what you do, who you are, and just a little history? Sure, sure. I've been in Austin for 16 years now. Come across you guys a couple times as well, being kind of thought leaders in the better for you space around town. I actually started in the liquor business. I'm an engineer by training. But my first startup was a true liquor company. We brought an absinthe to the United States back in 2010. And that was kind of my foray into beverage hospitality. I was kind of young, naive. I liked traveling, drinking, eating. And I thought, you know, why not get into the liquor business? Tito was making some progress. And long story short, I thought it was a, a cool and attractive business. Fast forward a couple of years, I co-founded another company called the Hate Stains Company, which we sold back in January of this year. And now I have a daughter who turns two next week, and I'm just at a different spot in my life and kind of want to be a little more mindful and intentional and didn't want to sell booze, but connected with a good friend of mine, actually a roommate in college who also was an entrepreneur. He had done some stuff in plant-based wellness, and we were talking a couple of years ago about how we could work on something together. And I think a plant-based elk alternative was a great overlap of my beverage hospitality experience and his plant-based plant wellness experience and get to have fun with it. And he has four kids right now too. So talk about, <laughs> Nina, dial back your uh, consumption to stay sane. Right. And I think it's an incredible concept. We applaud it because honestly, I think it's needed. You've seen what that lifestyle is like. And I'm sure this is part of the intention behind creating this. So tell me, if you imagine it's non-alcoholic, the first thing people are going to say, why? Why should I drink this? Sure, sure. So I'll back up just a, a little bit. When we started looking at this category and saying, hey, we, we wanted to do something premium in the Bev Alk space, but without Alk, there were sort of two types of products that stood out to us. One was the, as you call it, sort of the analog one-for-one non-Alk whiskey, gin, rum, beer, the things that are trying to taste like things in the alk space but once you take the alcohol out of it a lot of them tend to come up short and under deliver especially if you know what those things are supposed to taste like with alcohol and then the other sort of strategy some brands have used is this functional drink where they promise you some level of replacement effect of alcohol intoxication some type of float or high or chill or something like that and Again, we ultimately felt like a lot of those products came up short in relation to how you feel when you drink alcohol. Again, maybe it's better than a, a baseline of zero, but not necessarily correlating to how you feel when you drink alcohol. So with those two things being said, we thought there was some space for us and we used ourselves as use case of what is it that we want to drink? We don't want to be sort of over-promised and under-delivered and... We said, why don't we just lead with something like bold, complex, sophisticated to sip on that's worthy in sort of an adult Bev moment, but sort of authentic and truthful that we're not promising it to taste like something that already exists. And we're not promising it to give you some type of feeling that is going to come up short for what you expect. So that was kind of like the genesis of our approach. And we decided to go with our flagship first flavor, kind of in the bold and spicy category, which is... I said black ginger, we use two different types of ginger, gentian root, dandelion, black pepper, bergamot, we use a caffeine-free yerba mate, 
a little Valencia orange. We don't add any refined sugars to it. You know, we kind of wanted it to be a little uh, bitter, not real viscous, sugary. And we also found a lot of things were overly sweet in the non-L category, and we didn't want to do that. Right. Since you've been talking about your ingredients, I see how passionate and intentional they are. And I know the selection process, how deep it goes, sourcing of it, you know, the taste, the manufacturing of it, it has to be on point, right? So I'm sure you've gone through so much research of going through this. And now before we got on air, you were telling me about how you're in like 30 different places here in Austin possibly coming up, right? Yeah, coming up by the end of next month, we should be on, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 cocktail menus around town kind of with the best foodie wino kind of places because they are the ones who are on the cutting edge who are realizing we curate our farm to table foods, we curate our wines, we curate our spirit list, but we're sort of shortchanging people when it comes to non-alk options, but people want something sophisticated, thought through, curated and complex, even if it doesn't have alcohol in it. And, you know, you think of your properties like your Kanji and your Hestia and your Maguire Mormon properties and new Waterloo properties. These guys are all now really looking at how can we offer a sophisticated option to people who are choosing to either not drink or stop at one cocktail and rather than offering them just a Topo Chico or coffee, they can offer them something in line with their their handcrafted cocktails. Right. I like the marketing approach behind it. You keep saying sophisticated. And I mean, I'm going to say it's the elephant in the room. People are tired of drinking alcohol. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And you're saying, here's another option, especially like in the nightlife and the restaurant business. I mean, you know what that's like. I mean, we have clients that have always told us, I'd rather have a, something else but sometimes I have to have a drink with clients, you know, just because that is the norm. Now there's an option, right? right. And I'm sure it tastes delicious, of course, right? But, <laughs> sure, but, we but can now, taste it for sure. But so what is it like now? What's been the response from people whenever they talk about having this at a restaurant? Unbelievably positive so far. You look at our web reviews, you know, the challenge to us is to get liquid to lips because people, to your point, say like, yes, I want something different, but they don't necessarily know what that is yet, right? I got the question last week, how is this different than juice? Why shouldn't I just drink a juice? And I think this, the sophistication and the complexity is kind of the answer to that right. question. I mean, sure, you can have a juice, but at the same time, we correlate juice to, to breakfast or post-workout or pre-workout or something like that. Not necessarily 6 p.m. winding down business dinner, sophisticated food. So the response so far, once we get people to try it, is like, wow, this actually is really interesting. It doesn't taste like whiskey. It doesn't taste like gin, but I understand why a whiskey drinker or a gin drinker can enjoy it because of the bold complexity, depth of character, the ingredients that we chose. And we chose them for a reason. Not only are they just like generally good things when you talk about Eastern medicine that are good for gut brain and skin health, but they deliver a beginning, a middle and a finish when you sip on it. I get it now because on the side of the box, it says Need on the Rocks cocktail. And what's fascinating is I had to check it again. That's why I looked and first thing on the bottle says it's non-alcoholic. But when you think cocktail, you automatically think alcohol. Sure. What you're doing now is not just saying, hey, here's another option besides drinking alcohol. Here's a whole nother cocktail idea and category to begin with, right? Because what you're saying is it's all about the taste. Exactly it. And and that brings up a good point. Another word, and this is funny, you know, I go down uh, non-alk rabbit holes online all the time, you know, building community, is the word mocktail, right? So mocktail is a word that a lot of people understand and it resonates with them. However, it also sort of introduces the idea of mocking something or mockery, something sort of less than, and we are not doing that. As well as people's experience with mocktails are kind of like Shirley Temples or drinking yeah. something syrupy with well, a stripey straw. Exa right. Exactly. So we as a brand stay away from the word mocktail, but at the same time, we understand that it resonates with some people and I think immediately conveys that it's non-alcoholic. We like to use zero proof cocktail because we want you to be in the headspace of you're drinking something worthy and premium yep. and kind of correlating to a cocktail not trying to mock or, or mimic something. Yeah, I, like what, I really like your precision on it because even the non-alcoholic drinks, like, you know, I went to True Food yesterday and they have non-alcoholic drinks, but they're really served more as like to go with almost like, a, like an appetizer. Like you get those right away. I guess you could do that the same with, with alcohol, but 
but it's, they're really positioned always to like you never pair a juice with like your steak right right, right. like you pair a steak with like a nice wine right mm -hmm. or something like that's kind of like the idea so i like that because any drinks that are available right now are not positioned that way and, and i like where you're going with that because because it is true i mean sometimes i don't want to just drink water with my steak or you know if i don't want to drink alcohol and then i definitely don't like something sweet i mean even when i used to drink a lot of wine it was like i don't want the sweet wine i want right. something like heavier or something just a little more dry or whatever but any non-alcoholic options are usually sweet sure right or you're having a tea but then i'm just not it's right not again the same. Tea, yeah tea you're not pairing with a nice hearty meal and i think from an occasion standpoint it's worth mentioning as well we are obviously a premium product for people who just choose to abstain from alcohol just as a lifestyle choice all the time but I also think, you know, our biggest potential way to make an impact is truly, we can get into some numbers on some studies, particularly as UPenn study that has sort of 36,000 data points. But if you are an alcohol consumer, drinking one less drink a week has a positive impact for you. So even if you want to start your night or your dinner with a, a gin martini, let's say, you can then follow it up with a Tennyson cocktail and let that gin martini sort of set in and you maybe have a dinner that's three cocktails worth of time, but you only drank one cocktail worth of alcohol and you're still having a, a positive impact on your health and wellness, but having the same enjoyable sort of cocktail experience throughout dinner. I like it. It actually fits in with people's lifestyle already. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the convenience I think well, because that's always the hardest thing, right? Is changing lifestyles. Well, it is because yeah. changing mindset is the hardest thing. So, for example, we're envisioning as you're talking, us sitting at a restaurant. You know, there's a bunch of people there. Maybe it's a business dinner, right? And everyone's getting together, and you know what's going to happen. I mean, everyone's ordering drinks. Right. That's the first thing they do, right? Now, what's incredible about it is, as a practitioner, let's just get on the subject now. We talk about alcohol all the time with our clients, and it's one of the things that a lot of it doesn't fit into their lifestyles. However, They've been taught that is the way. Right. And so it's conditioned, I guess, more than anything else, right? You see it in the commercials, you see it in movies, you celebrate, and you right. think this is what your reward is supposed to be. And so what's fascinating behind the scenes is that there's this whole mental wellness aspect that we know is deeply associated with alcohol. And a lot of times people will drink alcohol only because it is the option, right? Like if a colleague were to order them a drink, and say, let's celebrate, we're all doing a round. Imagine if they just say, well, I'm just doing a Tennyson deal. Like, they're not going to care what it is. We're going to take this, and then all of a sudden have a drink. Like, that's great. I had that with the group. Well, I totally agree. And I think the thing to highlight here is that to date, alcohol and having an, an alcoholic choice has, like, represented your level of sophistication. Like, oh, I drink this fancy mm -hmm. scotch, or I have this, you know, I drink an old-fashioned, or whatever yeah. it is. You, the brandy. You, yeah, yeah, you're sort of outwardly showing, hey, I'm a sophisticated foodie who drinks these type of things. But sort of being on the forefront of this space and just I think of my age and where we live in Austin, I think it my vision is showing that it's becoming a flex to choose something non-alcoholic or kind of better for you. So, you know, that's a transition that I think we're going through right now. We're sort of at the tip of the spear of it, but I think in the next year or two choosing a Tennyson cocktail around town Wherever you live, I think is going to be more highly representative of your taste and you being a high performer than, hey, I'm going to sip a scotch on the rocks. Well, there was that fitness and influencers or whatever get together last night at, oh, yeah, over yeah. at yeah. That Easy Tiger. And I don't know, there was like maybe like 40 people there. There's one dude with the beer, like only one guy. Everyone mm -hmm. else was drinking either water or like a uh, Topo Chico or like Rambler. A, or even Lagunitas, the beer company, they also make a water, right? Because like it's a hop a, water or something yeah, like that. And so people were drinking like that stuff, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, this is really interesting because most of the time, like when people are giving up drinking, they feel weird going out, right? Because they're like, man, like, what am I like? I don't want to be the one that's like not asking for an alcohol. And I was like, I wonder if he feels that way because he was like the one dude that did have alcohol. It's like, I wonder if he felt that way. I mean, you can tell. And it's weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up these two points. So like we hang out with health and wellness people. That's our crowd, right? right? And you kind of are now too because you're doing this. But like really that's not your crowd all the time, right? Because if it was only health and wellness people, you'd be doing this to gyms and you know yoga studios and all that as well. But when you talked about like kind of do the flex now when you're not drinking – I've seen that in Austin, and I think I've seen it from the younger crowd now. And I'm talking like the 20-year-olds, you know, like the people who are, you know, in corporate and, you know, are very high-functioning, the, the term. 
and they're moving around and they're traveling and they know that alcohol may or may not slow them down. So they may not incorporate in their life. They never really drank it heavily in college, you know? So they're just like, why do I just do this now? Because it's the social scene here in Austin. And you're right. Cause like the backstory is, is that, you know, six streets right down the road. Right. And when people think Austin, like, oh, I've been to six street and that used to be the thing. But I tell people, I'm like, drinking is not the only thing that goes on in Austin. Like you can drink your ass off if you really want to, because I've done it before. And it doesn't really get you that far. But if you think about the nightlife, that's what people really want. Right. They want that community. They want to experience. They want to feel included, right? With this drink, you talk about it. We were at Easy Tiger or they were at Easy Tiger. I think it's a restaurant, right? Because if you do a get together with like a meetup, where are you supposed to do it at night? Right. Right. A place that would cater to your lifestyle. Because to think about it, like beer, I was wondering the other day, I was like, are people still drinking beer? It's interesting. So there's an, another sort of leader in this space called Athletic Brewing. Have you ever heard of Athletic Brewing? Oh, yeah. I don't know too much about them, but I've seen the branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you now see them all over Austin. They opened their second brewery. Now they're based out of the Northeast, but they opened their second brewery out on the West Coast so they can service the whole country. But they are absolutely killing it and crushing it. And it's a non-alc beer. You're still drinking. They have a whole bunch of hazy IPA, regular IPA, Pilsner, dark beers. So I think their calorie count varies depending on the style of beer. But you're still drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah. A beer and calories a little less than an alcoholic beer. But again, if you can take out the alcohol piece, I think that's a step in the right direction. But it's the taste, again, that the people want, right? But they know it, right? Because even the Budweiser's and the Heineken's are releasing like the zero alcohol, which I think they still put like a tad bit of it or something like that. I was at HEB the other day and, you know, I always circle around the alk section, see what they're offering non-alk-wise. There was a guy who came in, kind of had a leather jacket on, definitely riding away on like a Harley, and he picked up two cases of Budweiser Zero, like literally 24 beers of non-alk beer, kind of a guy, handlebar mustache, doing his thing. Not <laughs> that he is probably the the poster child for like health and wellness sure. in, in Austin, but it's just neat to see that there are people from all walks of life now that are reaching for non-alk options. That's incredible because I have to imagine they're cans, right? Yeah. That he bought, right? Correct. So he goes back and he puts them in a cooler somewhere. And then a, a friend of his comes over and opens it and says, I want a beer. And he sees it. And I'm thinking like, what's their reaction going to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's fascinating. Like at the first, they're probably like, what the hell is this? And then after a while, they see it again, and they're just like, all right, I'm going to try it, probably. That's probably what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so now I I drink super rarely. He definitely doesn't drink. I also didn't drink whatsoever for like three years prior to to last year. And even during that time, when I saw alcoholic beers, like, why would anybody, like, buy that? Like, you know, if I want a beer, I'm going to drink a beer. Like, why would I... Because I've never really liked the taste of beer. Here's an example. It's like I only drink it to get drunk, right? I, <laughs> I enjoy drinking beers, like, for the taste of beers. Yeah. I now have a two-year-old daughter at home, do a lot of sort of just grilling on the back patio dinner during the week. But Austin, it's warm. It's sunny. I'm out grilling. I kind of want to drink a beer while yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. But I now have some, like, legitimate beer options and again it it might not be a hundred percent flavor that i expect or want from a an alcoholic beer but it definitely scratches the itch when i standing on the patio in the sun on austin grilling and i and i want to have a beer but i don't want to have alcohol i guess that it's fascinating before i stopped drinking a friend of mine told me that you could mix a certain beer with a lemonade mm-hmm. and it's called a shandy yep yep and like after that it was over, dude. Because I was like, now I'm drinking lemonade. Like this is great. Like this is awesome, right? And mm-hmm. so it is about the taste, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And beer tastes horrible. Like it, I mean, it, unless you're doing like a fancy, because the Bud Light and the Miller Light. I mean, you're drinking. Yeah, there was time that I was getting into the IPAs with Ben. Like they're heavy. Sure, it's a lot. but it's also the occasion. In Rosalie, you touched on this earlier, where you said, "Oh, celebration, whatever." I just yeah, read yeah. this article yesterday talking about sort of three main reasons or times when people like reach for an alcoholic beverage one of which is to like relax and chill one of which is to socialize and then the third piece is the celebration piece and beverage to date has sort of addressed those first two which is like hey you know there are all these chill beverages right and then the socialization piece you got like these guys are friends of mine out in uh, california they've got a brand called Hio, which is you know it's got like a little ashwagandha and different things and it's like hey you're gonna you know, have a social float and can use this as a social tonic kind of beverage or curious elixirs is actually out of New York. 
again, kind of bottled like a beer, but has sophisticated flavors and tastes, and it's like a social tonic, right? But the celebration piece, there hasn't really been much movement on like, hey, this is what you're popping bottles because right, yeah. you like sold this. your company. Yeah. And I think Tennyson actually fits the bill there. We have some work to do, but I think, like I said, going back to the flex or celebrating, I think like cracking a bottle of Tennyson yep. to celebrate makes a bunch but see, of sense. But see, but here's I got a tip for you. You got to get it into a like to like a celebration of World Series, right? Where everybody's oh, popping instead yeah. of popping, <laughs> champ- instead totally, of popping right champagne, there. right? Like with the bottles going all over the well, place. Yeah, <laughs> because they know at that point they're like, I'm not gonna drink this to get drunk, right? The champagne is like it's the the it's a signifier. Well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's for winners, right? right? Like that's what you're looking at. So you're saying like coffees for closers, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the right. same approach, and, right? You know, we're trying to impress upon people that non-alk is for winners yeah you know, right and as a funny story i've got a friend who works for the mclaren f1 team and partnership side of things and i sent him a sort of ingest note this last week what is it going to take to get some bottles of tennyson in the winner circle and first it would take one of their drivers winning which didn't happen and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then second, second i think it would take about seven million bucks and a two-year contract or something like that so we're, we're not, not there yet there not yet. there yet not but there we yet. are but you have a number you have exactly. a number now <laughs> plus outbidding them right because you can throw the seven million they're like well we're gonna but, go with 10 right but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but let's be real about this one day when you have that money available if you choose to do that think about the implications that will have right because think why Bud Light sponsors NFL games to of begin course. with. You know this because they want people to buy their product, right? And they know people who watch football games are glued to the TV the entire time looking at logos, right? Tennyson comes on and all of a sudden they're on a jersey or they're on a racing jacket. And all of a sudden you're just like, all right, cool. It's the same thing, right? Eminem throws tens of millions of dollars on every single driver out there, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is marketing dollars. And if you think about how you change someone's mindset. I mean, most people know that alcohol is not great for them. Right. You, you mentioned on there too, like you said, celebration, I think socialization and relaxation. Right. It's funny. I don't ever hear anyone say like, I drink alcohol to get drunk, but like, it's just like a side effect of what sure, you know? like, sure. well, just... well, I mean, you bring up a good, good point here. And I think we have at least begun to address it with how we've set up the brand Tennyson. How can we have the biggest impact on people's lives? Right. We obviously want to sell our product, but we also, you know, I'm in a spot where I want to make a positive impact on my community in general, right? We can scare people with numbers and studies about alcohol, right? Maybe that would work and have some level of impact and get people to stop. But we've made the sort of intentional choice to sort of bring a, a premium angle because alcoholic products, like you said, are sort of in sexy places, are correlated with winners, You know, you've got good looking men and women that are advertising them. You know, we thought it was almost as important to develop a a sexy looking bottle and package and give people that sort of premium worthy feeling, emotional connection and experience as much it was as delivering a a liquid that tasted good. Right. And I'll tell you right now, just to set the tone, this is how it's going to happen for you. So... Whenever you look at this bottle, the first of all, it is sexy. I love it. Love it. it looks great. So great job. And you imagine, let's go to the celebration, right? The winner, right? And all of a sudden, you got, I can see the glasses right there. You say, like, all right, we're going to celebrate. We close the deal, mm-hmm. right? And okay, what's going to happen is, let's say you include that newcomer, right? That all of a sudden that no one really thought could make it and did well. It's like, come over here. We got a shot for you. We got a drink for you, right? We should say the drink. So come over, we got a drink for you. And you basically pour it in front of all of them, right? And this newcomer says, like, wow, like, I'm going to be part of the team. Like, I'm like, I'm part of it, right? You know, so all of a sudden you pour the drinks and say, all right, we're going to toast. And everyone toasts together. Say, here's to so-and-so. You came through. Here's the future endeavors and blah, blah, blah. And so all of a sudden, bam, you toast it. That person, the newcomer, does not even remember probably what the drink was, but remembers that taste. And will remember that taste forever because all the dopamine and serotonin that's going through that person's head because now they're like, oh, my gosh celebration time so when you go back to it again 20 years from now that person's going to say hey to celebrate my now company that i opened and closed and sold i'm going to celebrate with a round of tennyson for everyone too the the taste is tied to the emotion that's it right the emotional connection for sure yeah well and the idea is to is to add new taste to that same emotion right so you have more granularity on what that emotion can be and and we use the word taste actually kind of like 
twofold. One is the actual taste of it, but then the other is, is the taste of the brand and where you find us and how it looks and how it feels yeah. and the people that we partner with and highlight one guy who actually has sort of been a partner of ours from the very beginning, creative partner, Jeff Staple. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jeff Staple. He's based out of New York and LA, but he's kind of like OG designer, entrepreneur. He had a retail store in New York that he opened, I think in 1999 or 97 called Reed Space. And then Nike actually went to him in 2005 when they did their first ever Nike SB, their skateboard shoe line collab. And they released a Nike staple pigeon pigeon was the name of is still the name of his apparel brand pigeon dunk and these staple pigeon dunks now sell for 60 grand 70 grand a pair and from then on he's kind of had this like underground influential following kind of in like the street art collab apparel game but he's also been non-alc for 20 years he's the hype beast business of hype podcast host i mean total thought leader doing a bunch of stuff in web3 but we had connected with him a couple of years ago and we're just kind of talking about the idea of what we're up to. And he was really interested. And that's kind of why some of our stuff like looks as cool as it does too, because it runs through him and his team and it just brings a level of cachet. You know, we're not necessarily on the F1 jacket yet, but doing some cool collaborative work with a guy like Jeff Staple and his team, I think lends some credibility to the the flex that non-alc you're going to have an athlete come out of their way to want to be sponsored by it. Correct. We actually just took a little tiny angel investment from actually super successful retired athlete up in Columbus, Ohio named Michael Red, 11-time NBA All-Star, has a gold medal, played with the Milwaukee Bucks a bunch, but he and his team see it as this is what the athlete is going to be drinking, celebrating with, sharing in season and out of season because those guys are generally looking to look at them showing up to games. They they think about what they're wearing. You know, they're super stylish. They look at curated fashion and and design and want to have the best of the best, but they also need every little advantage that they possibly can get and dialing back your alcohol consumption as we said we generally know that is a way yeah, to get yeah. an advantage. Well, what it's it's crazy though because like once it becomes a thing, it's not going to be a problem, right? Like it's just the idea of like introducing it in those specific moments where then it's like, oh, this is it's not a big deal because we uh, I cooked for the team one time, and this is right now I'm talking about like I, I cooked vegan, right? Yeah. I also cooked meat, and we gave them the option of what we just did it because I think there was someone that was vegan or something like that. I think we were just eating vegan. Or we were the, just doing just it. At the time. And yeah. I made the same dish, but I made a vegan version and a regular, like, just meat version. And everyone ate the vegan version. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't know the difference. They were convinced that, for some reason, that one was the vegan version. But the moment that they realized that, they're like, no, it's not. It can't be. And I was like, it's not a big deal, right? Like, it's it's just, if you like it, you just like it. It doesn't really matter. Well, it completely undid, like almost their beliefs in life yeah like you could see it on their face because these are like a good old country people like they're they're not like <laughs> like me what do you mean i didn't eat meat that looked like meat and i'm like it's fine like literally last month spent a little time up in maine with my family on vacation and my mom made a uh, vegetarian chili and i gave it a little bit of a poo poo from a concept standpoint but then tried it and actually enjoyed it as yeah, much as yeah. I would. you know the chili she used to make so it I, is funny how that it's in your head until, again, kind of comes down to liquid to lips. And you're like, actually, this is pretty legit and I yeah. enjoy it. I'm excited to try it. It's funny on a side note, though, just from a branding standpoint, the athletes, I'm going to go back. Yeah, I thought of two instances. One, Ronaldo, the uh, incredible soccer player, he uh, was at a news conference recently and they put a Coca-Cola bottle there for him as he was sitting, like, you know, where he was going to sit. Just brand placement. Brand placement, right? Yeah. And so he shows up there, looks straight at it while before the conference starts. And picks up the bottle and like moves it completely as far away from him as possible. And you could see the disgust in his face. Mm -hmm. And then he starts the conference. Like Mm -hmm. it was the most incredible thing. And then recently, I think one of the NBA players on the Sixers or somebody was giving crap to one of his teammates for eating Popeyes all the time. And so Popeyes like tweeted back, don't worry about what your teammates say about you. We still love you or something like that. You know, and I'm thinking like. But he was giving him crap because he knew that Popeyes is slowing down his play. Like, he literally was like, you keep being Popeyes, that's why you're going to get benched. Right. I mean, that's literally what the conversation was about. And so you imagine it's the same thing here. You, coaches are going to say, I don't know why you idiots keep drinking all night long, 
you know, they offer Tennyson at the clubs. Like right. you might as well just buy a bottle of that and show up, you know, on time. <laughs> right. right. And, and I, I think even bringing up that, the fact, uh, soda, think about sort of like the way people used to approach soda 20 years ago versus their approach to soda right now. I think people are a lot more accepting that soda is an underlying cause of yeah cause of a lot of different cause a things, lot of issues right death and, sure. and, and i think those are some of the similar thoughts that people are having towards alcohol yeah. these days right not in the same zone and alcohol actually gives you a feeling a little bit different than drinking soda so you know people want to hold on to that i think a little bit longer for sure but it's worth noting that there are some similarities there okay. well let's be real if you're drinking alcohol to get the edge off you're not caring about non-alcoholic drinks let's just be real like you want alcohol for another reason in particular totally. right which is fine i guess that's what you want out of it and i'll tell you right now like this is probably not for them right, right. but if you say like okay i don't want that a lot of times there's a step-down approach that people need right and i really like you can talk about it with people who are going through sobriety and looking at the idea of saying, well, I want to socialize, but you know, if I go out with my friends, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know like right. what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel awkward. And it's funny because on the other side, the people who are drinking feel the same exact way. They don't know how to say it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then you say like, all right, what if this was just this other option becomes the norm? I imagine how many lives are just going to be improved like if this becomes the norm when it does i say when it does right exactly. when it does it, it is happening it is We're happening just sort of right. at the at the beginning of it i think there are some other challenges too that just sales channels like distributors and you think of traditional liquor business right there a lot of old time money families that control routes to market for liquor right there are other things at play here that still want to remain in power and continue the sort of family legacies that they have of, sure. of making money, sure. right? So we're sort of in this gray area where we're trying to serve people in like adult bev occasion, but the distributors and routes to market are very protective of their of alcoholic products that go into those. For now. Yeah, correct. So the idea is your options are, this is coming from yeah. people regardless. Yes. So your options are lose the market share to... Yep waters while you box products like ours out for as long as possible or start transitioning some better for you options into the mix and again we're not talking poorly about people choosing their alcoholic option of choice we're just trying to give another premium option for those people who either sort of want to live a hybrid lifestyle and kind of go back and forth and you look at the numbers i think it's something like 78% of people who are drinking a non-alc option also drink alcohol and go back and forth on the same yeah. occasion. Because right? it's no big deal for them, Correct. Right? It's the taste. Correct. They yeah. want to drink something that tastes good. They Correct. don't want to drink something that tastes crappy. Yeah. It's, but it's the combination. It's the combination of the taste as well as those emotional connects of and cues of, of premiumization, of course. worthiness, and feeling like a winner more yeah. or less. I, I think it's brilliant because you play into that, right? right. That's the whole idea. It's yeah. a lifestyle. What, well, you said that you were talking to some – was it a wine company that they were like, whoa, you should, you could also do alcohol as like a microdose. Is it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is funny. <laughs> so this guy that was coming on with all the microdosing deals and he started talking about microdosing alcohol. And it was funny because I was hearing this and I was thinking, like, there's no way this guy's talking about this in a very beneficial light. Like, he, there's no possible way. He's, and so he does, though. He talks about it and he tries to throw these scientific studies behind it that I don't know where he came from with. But I was like, no, there's no benefit at all, like, other than, like, rubbing alcohol, maybe as an antiseptic, you know, like, but, like, if you're consuming this thing, it's designed to be, toxify you, right? So if you have that mentality of people just saying, well, why am I doing this to myself? That's a whole other reason. Like but, I said, but was, but, was his, sorry to cut you off, but was his, uh, was his approach that microdose, i.e. like drinking less is better for you? No, his deal was saying it's a benefit of, it builds like a immune oh, tolerance. Oh, like yeah, almost yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. And I was like, no, it doesn't. I think a microdose is probably healthier than a macro dose. Sure. Well, I, I get that. I get that <laughs> right. part. Right. So then I totally get that part. And he, but he wasn't, and that's why I okay. thought he was going with it. And I said, okay, he's coming back drinking. Obviously, he owns a company. Well, you see, I mean, it's happened again for twenty years, and and I keep using twenty years just because I'm I'm thirty eight years old, and you <laughs> yeah, know, that's, that's kind of like my yeah. frame of reference. <laughs> you know, you go back and forth, and I'm on all kinds of emails that I get on a daily basis that are Bev, adult Bev, industry newsletters, and things like that. 
And the research goes back and forth every week on like a glass of wine a day. It's like good for your yeah. heart. And yeah. and then people are like, no, it's not. And, you know, you get all kinds of that. And people, I think, are trying to protect something that they sure. enjoy and sure. like and brings them wealth, whatever it is. Yep. But I had mentioned it earlier, and I'm not sure if we were on the podcast yet or not, but you penned this study. I think it was 36,000 participants where they went through like brain scans and they had sort of alcohol usage and they sort of normalized it based on how much money they make and all these things. Basically, the biggest study with the most data that they've done yet and the effect of alcohol on someone's like white and gray matter on in their brain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And correlated like as an example, one piece of info that they had shared was people who admitted to sort of one drink of alcohol a day, seven days a week, right? Seven glasses of wine or beers or spirits compared to someone who's drinking four units of alcohol a day compared to someone who's drinking none, right? So they said there's actually an exponential effect with every cocktail per day average that you drink. So it's like, if you drink one a day, I'm not supporting that it's like good for your heart or any of those sure. things, but it's less impactful, but still having a negative impact on the white and gray matter in your brain. And if you're drinking one cocktail a day, your brain sort of shows up to be about six months older than somebody who's drinking, sure. right? If you're drinking four cocktails a day, your brain shows up to be over 10 years older. And this is in white and gray matter size. So there's obviously, it's not a linear effect. It's an exponential effect. So our point as Tennyson is if you can knock off one cocktail yep. a day or however your habits and, and rituals and behaviors are, you are having a, an exponential impact yep. on your on your health, health and wellness. Right. Yeah. I know. And here's the thing. There's been plenty of times we've had people talk. They say, well, I'm not going to give up alcohol. What am I going to drink instead when I go out? That's literally what they say. And they're like, out of all the alcohols, what's the healthiest? And what we found was gin, which is interesting because there's like no calories in it. There's no sugar in it. Like it's, and I tell people, I'm like, and they all, I don't want to do gin. I'm like, I'm, I mean, well, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Like, okay. like, I was like, well, then if you're at you dinner. want your cake and eat it too. Right. That's what I'm saying. So then can you cut out the cake at the end of dinner then? And they're like, okay, I can do that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, fine. Because it's fascinating. But alcohol what, has calories regardless. Alcohol has right. calories. So when we, Empty calories. So really the way we kind of get to alcohol is either because we order labs here, right? So people are like, I want to know what my liver's doing. I want to know what my hormones are doing. So like they'll tell, we'll look at it and then like. Oh, yeah, that's probably because I drink a lot. And I'm like, oh, well, you didn't say anything like that before. But the other <laughs> thing is, too, is just, you know, when they're looking at, you know, what they're consuming, they're thinking about weight loss. So when people come in here, alcohol gets brought up because of weight loss. And so I'll ask people this very simple question. What are your three favorite foods? Wine shows up on the list all the time. And people think of it as a food because I think most people think food is a necessity. Right. So then in my mind, I'm thinking like they think wine and they'll list wine as number one. Like, well, I love wine. And I'm like, well, well, wine okay. for some reason lives in people's brain space of like agricultural, like heritage. They're thinking of grapes growing and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very farm people smashing kind of. with their feet yeah. on the grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not happening. Anymore. Whereas <laughs> liquor, I think, falls into more like industrial. Yeah, it's processed. Very, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, th I think that you think about it though, if you're processing whiskey that it was back in the day was that you were saving it right you were correct brewing it, it wasn't like wine that right just... spirits are basically a distilled version of wine so distilled wine is brandy right, right. So it's basically evaporated alcohol out of wine condensed into a higher concentrated version of alcohol but if you think about it the better aged it is the better flavor and better taste is it is right so then you think about it it's not meant to just like well they're going to make it and just consume it right away mm -hmm. right i mean imagine a bunch of alcohol i mean it's a preservative the whole way it's a preservative <laughs> the whole way right so you're saying like well we're going to wait a little bit longer we're going to wait a little bit longer yeah. but that's not how people drink here correct right because i guess we have to celebrate every little win that we have nowadays right you know well i remember <laughs> i used to think like you know like i have this like 50 year old bottle of wine it's like whiskey or whatever it's like how'd you not drink it like in that much time right like yeah. that was always my thought when i was here and stuff like that yeah because well, people say that's, that's <laughs> it's also uh i also feel that way about like shoes i like kind of cool sneakers right and there are people who just keep their sneakers in the box yeah. and it's like an investment yeah i get it but i'm just not that guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd you, rather wear them. you played yeah. with the toys you didn't you didn't yeah, leave yeah, them yeah. in the, yeah. the box yeah. 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 so i have a question for you because i do want to get to the point where we get to try this real quick <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at it so how many different versions of this i guess uh, recipe did you go through it took us over a year and we sort of developed through covid so this is our only flavor currently we 
have three others that we're working on. I said this kind of fits into the bold and spicy zone. And similar to spirits, you know, this particular one might not be for everybody, especially like sipping it on the rocks. It's like a lot of people don't like to sip a whiskey on the rocks. Not that this tastes like whiskey, but it has some boldness, some complexity yep. to it. But this kind of fits into bold and spicy. We're working on one that's kind of like leafy, grassy, botanical. So think more like elevated green juice approach, sure. right? We're working on one that's kind of uh, like umami, earthy. Mm. So think like mushroom and that type yep. of thing. Yep. And then we're working on one that's kind of like dark and fruity. So with the baseline being like bold, flavorful, complex, layered. Yeah. So that's like the Tennyson baseline, but hitting different spots on your palate and different tastes for different people. Yep. But this one, we worked with a group based in Florida and first samples that we made were way different than <laughs> now <laughs> what came here. And I say on my little team that we have, I am the one who kind of comes from the beverage hospitality space. So they deferred to me as to like where we went with the liquid itself. And I got a lot of question marks all along the way. And people are like, what the hell is this weird stuff that you're putting together? But then when we started sharing it with people, we got unbelievably positive feedback. And I still will preface, it's not for everybody, but I find it hard to believe that you find a product that is for everybody. Sure, of course. So it's super bold, complex. And like I said, it has sort of a, a beginning, a middle, and a finish. And much like sipping alcohol, when you walk through a wine tasting or a spirit tasting, sort of instructed to take three sips where like the first sip the alcohol sort of like coats your palate a second sip you kind of settle into tasting some more things and then by the third sip you can kind of taste the depth of what's going on and i would say the same thing for tasting tennyson that the first the first sip can kind of hit you a little bit then the second sip you feel a little more nuance to it and then the third sip you you sort of see kind of what's going on yeah because you're supposed to enjoy your drink right yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i'd say it almost leads into if you want to even just smell it yeah. smell how sort of bright and fresh it smells that smells great actually <laughs> that smells right? really good actually oh hell yeah, yeah right? like <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome actually right? <laughs> So do you guys want to taste let's some? Taste, let's yes. taste some. So yes. <laughs> I had brought some ice. I actually left it, I think, right in here. But I'd say yeah. taste it neat just to begin with. Yeah. And then we can throw some ice and some sparkling water on it as well just to open it up. Because like I said, I think um, meat is not for everybody. When we were putting it together, you know, we used two different types of ginger. Ginger kind of comes over brownish, yellow, gold looking. I had Jen... Ice actually had Jen come in because she's uh, oh, perfect. Oh, here she's all into Chinese medicine. When I saw a lot of the ingredients, I'm like, Oh, you're probably gonna like this. Yeah, mm. give it a taste. S smell here. that, it is pretty nice, right? right? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like that a lot. And then put it on a little bit of ice if you want, add a little bit of topo to open it up. But yeah. it doesn't taste like a whiskey, but from an experiential standpoint, but, it sort uh, of has a little see, bit of like heat, but it's not like a you know, like a, a fake. No, kind of heat to it. It's natural. That heat comes from that black ginger, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's black ginger. Well, there's two different types of ginger, and yep. then there's black pepper in there. Yeah, as I can taste well, the pepper too. Right? Yeah. But then you get a little bit of sweetness. We use a touch of uh, honey. Ooh, I taste the honey right now. And then you get a little bit of like Valencia orange, sweet orange. And I on taste it. it. The orange is kind of at the be is that the beginning or the end? I think the orange is at the end. Okay. But I'd say orange is like the note is. that people bring up the most beyond. Wow. The well, ginger. because it's the it's one the that's end. really. It is the end. The orange is what's really like the other orders. So if you up. wanted to throw a little ice cube or something and kind of kind of open it up from there. This is amazing. Sure. Zero proof spirits in the morning. Sure. But that's also the beauty. All right. So we're going to give a, a bottle of this to one of our listeners. Nice. What we're yeah. going to do is that go on our podcast. I'm going to have two ways of entering. Nice. So go to the podcast on Apple, leave a review, and or also. Go to our How Do You Health Instagram and follow us if you're not following us. Each one of those ways will get you an entry and then we'll do a drawing. And the Friday after this episode drops, we'll send a bottle out to someone. Perfect. And I think I included it on my uh, form to you guys, but I did put up a little uh, How Do You Health discount code as well. So you can pick up a bottle of Tennyson online. And we, you know, we're based in Austin. We ship from Austin. So you kind of get it next day. Hell so, yeah. I kind of like. It's kind of cool, it, right? Well, the thing is, it changes with the ice. Right, so now it's a different type of cocktail. When you had it straight up, nice and neat, it was like you imagine you could sip it as like a whiskey or a brandy, right. It's right? like concentrated, it is. It's concentrated. Vibe. and that, that's why I, I enjoy drinking it on the rocks. 
Me too. I liked it with the rocks. Right? Rocks is the way I think it sort of opens up. And, and one thing you find in non-alk in general, once you introduce ice or additional this? ingredients, the non-alk alternative sort of goes away because it sort of like becomes diluted. Yep. But what we wanted to create was something that was like bold enough and complex enough that stood up as a base once you added ice and or a couple different ingredients. Well, I to almost it. imagine too, you have this orange that's right here. I'm like orange or lime. Well, I mean, because Correct. then you're going to get into those like craft cocktails, right? right? Where, like, I, I actually brought a knife as well as an orange to do like a little orange coin or orange yeah, swath on yeah, it as yeah. a garnish because I think a garnish just makes us feel like we're having a oh, totally yeah. legit cocktail, not to mention just express a little bit of those orange oils over the top. But then the taste is right there with a cocktail. So exactly just is. out of curiosity, how does it compare to... You know, we've been speaking for the last, you know, 40 minutes or so to what you were expecting. It is surprisingly positive and surprisingly delicious. <laughs> Honestly, it cool. really is. It really is because I'll be honest with you. Every time we hear like we have a botanical mix of elixir or whatever, right, super I, I'm just like, weird. oh my God, here we go. And it tastes like uh, cough syrup. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't, can, you know, can, like, and that, that's why to, to uh, Baldus sort of comment earlier it, it took us over a year to get to this spot and we've gotten yeah. really really positive reviews and and that's why i also said it's all about liquid to lips for oh us. yeah so like we're pouring at three different events this weekend <laughs> it's all about us being out there and getting people to yeah. try these things actually i might like it neat a little bit i guess i like it neat I like it neat. Cool. I was, I was yeah. saying, but, and that's why we say neat on the rocks in a cocktail. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I say this right now. It, like, I'm excited about y'all being there at the festival because I'm going to tell you kind of what to expect. So, like, the people there are very sophisticated. They're very intelligent. They're very into health and wellness, but they're coming from all walks of life. You know, so, I mean, we have an international flair at this point. So, you have people who are looking at, I mm. want to go to a nightlife and just expect that in Austin they cater to my lifestyle of not having – that alcoholic style, like I'm going to the clubs and I'm having to go to like a, a big expensive dinner because that's the only option in town. Like mm -hmm. they don't want that crap. They want to network and they want to converse and be coherent and but, cognitive, right? But they still want curated but they still want things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be, I can imagine right now, and you'll love the setting. It's a Music Hill Ranch. Gorgeous. I think I watched CJ's like live. His drone and all a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So I can imagine right there, nighttime, psychedelic education night. Everyone has one of these right there before they get sat in. I'm just telling you right now. That's like exactly. It, that's exactly the situation and scenario that we're trying to serve. Right. And hell yeah. And, well, so, we're, and well, then we're gonna do a celebration because it's always celebrating is also always the best way well, to integrate. Well, new this is gonna be included into, in right. our our Sunday night celebration because yeah. like we're gonna wrap up obviously Sunday night and we're gonna have the team there. We have headquarters there on site, so like this is going into the kitchen. I can tell you right now. <laughs> so so as we're wrapping up, I have another question for you. Like, what's the plan for tennis? And like, are you working on another? couple others are you what's what yeah, does it look, yeah, look yeah, like yeah yeah like uh i sort of mentioned earlier we're, we're working on three different flavors to sort of add to the lineup we're also working on a smaller form factor so same liquid but instead of a 750 ml sort of standard fifth of liquor we're um doing it in a 100 ml which is 2.7 ounce little yep. can yeah. nice. so it's going to come in like either a four pack six pack or eight pack and that should by the end of q1 next year nice and it also opens up kind of heard it here first Nothing signed, sealed, and delivered by any means, but opens up like our ability to sell to an airline. Nice. Ah. Um, so it's like, you know, people are sitting there, sort of feel like, I want to drink something nice and order their whiskey on the rocks on an airline. But again, people are being a little more thoughtful and intentional. Yeah, about like that. the minis. All you, yeah, all you have is soda water or soda on an airline. So to drink something on an airline, I think, is something that will help us from an awareness standpoint, not to mention obviously economies of scale and doing bigger business. Yep. But we're truly focused on the Austin community right now. Yep. So we are doing our best to be on every cocktail menu around town. So any listeners, you know, if there's a place that you frequent that doesn't necessarily deliver what you want from a non-alc perspective, please ask Tennyson, please reach out to us so we can follow up with the bar managers in those spots. And then obviously once people sort of are introduced to the product on cocktail menus, taste it, we then want them to be able to buy it. Our first account is actually on South Congress Tiny Grocer. So you can pick up bottles at Tiny Grocer currently. But like I said, you can also place an order online and uh, basically delivers the next day in Austin. Hell yeah. We are watching this movement right now. <laughs> I love which it. Which is so amazing. Yeah. I, thank you, We're Graham. in the middle of it. I mean, it. we're in yeah. the middle of it. I mean, like, I feel like we're doing this together, though. Really. Totally.
so this is a vitamin bar that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast studio inside of our vitamin bar. The backstory is we stopped drinking a long time ago, but we're college fraternity brothers, and we thought we were going to open up a bar one day together. But we stopped drinking, so we couldn't open up a bar because we knew intentionally that wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. So we said, let's open up something similar like a vitamin bar where people will still come and hang out and drink and have a good time, but they're not going to get drunk, and it's going to be a bunch of healthy stuff that adds to their life. Right. And so the fact that we're here now and I'm, I'm seeing this, it actually makes me believe that CPG is going to be still the leader in what changes this world, right? Because consumer packaged goods are the answer to problems that we have in this world. You create a demand now because you are the consumer. And all of a sudden, the corporations take note and say, well, we have to take note of these up and comers who are now basically saying this is the new norm. Mm-hmm. And we have to either join them, buy them, or yeah, you have to keep them. up yeah, or else you're going to fall Or behind. work with them, all right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, what well, you're talking about, the distribution channels. Like at some point, it's like the demand's going to be too high for them oh, yeah. not to do anything right. about it, right? And I, I look at it as, again, not to add to it, but I look at it as like alternative milks, right? Almond milk, yep. soy milk, yep. oat milk. If those guys just went in these alternative like hippie little bodegas, it wouldn't be quite the movement as it is now because it's literally next to milk where you buy milk. Yep. And I ultimately think these type of products are yep. going to be next to liquor yes, and alcohol where you buy that rather than just in your, you know, your one yep. shop that does all non-alc stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that is sort of the biggest challenge, but also the biggest opportunity. Yeah, because us. the mission would be different if this bottle was next to like in the herb section. Correct. Exactly. Right? Which <laughs> just look like right now this table looks like. We had a party. (laughs) Somebody had a party here. What the hell were they drinking? They're like, non-alcoholic, plant-based, black ginger. People party. (laughs) Right? And they're going to say, yeah, we actually do. But once once you start tasting, it is. You're right. You have to taste it to believe it. So your mission is, was it lips to liquor, right? Like basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquid liquid to liquor. Liquid liquid to liquor. Not liquor, Liquor, my bad. (laughs) Liquor. Non-liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That probably was the the term back in the day, right? Yeah, back when you were selling uh, the other stuff exactly this is so awesome man well we appreciate it i appreciate the inclusion in the spotlight we're pumped about the how do you health fest in Hell december yeah. like i said i think we're just starting to scratch the st- yep. surface and make noise in austin and austin is my community i've been here for 16 years and Hell yeah. we're really really excited that it's our home base i think we're uniquely positioned versus all of our other competitors we really deliver something kind of neat. We're rooting for you and can't wait to see you at How Do You Health Fest. Once again, guys, that's December 2nd through the 4th. Buy your tickets on howdohealthfest.com. There's actually also a Tennyson. You can use that code for 20% off our tickets. And then remember to go either or both, either like us and leave a comment on How Do You Health Fest and follow us on How Do You Health on Instagram and leave a review on our Apple podcast page. And then We'll pick a winner and send a bottle out to you guys. The holidays are coming up, y'all. I'm telling you. Yeah. It is seriously a totally mindful, intentional, worthy gift. Comes in this box. I'd, I'd be always, happy to get that. We always do free shipping on two as well. So one for yourself and then one to gift. I Why? think that's the way to do it. What they call it? The white elephant, right? Yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. I, you imagine. But that's the one that you that's want. That's the one you want right <laughs> yeah, there, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Graham. We'll chat some more for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for the opportunity.